the New York City Police Department has a whole love trial on their hands. Oh, whoa. A oh. love triangle on their hands. Oh, I thought you said a love trial. Love trial and a love triangle? I mean, I guess. Because she did put him on the gram. Okay. okay. Trial by Instagram, Ooh, you know? Ooh, I like that. Okay. So basically, mm-hmm. it was this woman. She became, she was dating a sergeant in the New York City Police Department. Okay. And um, he had a side chick. Okay. And she found out. Okay. She posted it on her Instagram. Oh, and the funny part is, is that the side chick also is married to a New York City Police Department sergeant as well. I, first of all, wouldn't want to put myself on blast that way. No. You know? What, what, like as the wife? Yeah, like right? to let like everyone know. my husband know. cheats on me and has, a, and has a side chick? Yeah, I wouldn't want people to know that. I'm just a little private, I guess. I think I'd rather just keep it a secret. I'd rather say it was like, I don't know, something else. Like it was a mutual decision. We're, we're separated. I don't know, I don't know. Dang, that's crazy. How did you know how she found out? She just found out, you know? Well, actually, he posted on his... What a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Posted on his Instagram and said, I told my girl I loved her 10 minutes before I fucked this one. <laughs> like, bro, be more on the low. Be more on the low, please. Sad. That is sad. That is sad. And basically, he got his firearm taken away. Really? And basically, if you're a cop and you get your badge and your firearm taken away, you're not fired, but you're pretty much on the bench. I mean, I think that it makes sense because it's a brotherhood. Like, the police force is supposed to be a brotherhood. And if you're fucking your brother's girl, I mean, how is that going to affect the workplace and how you're able to perform your job? And it's reckless behavior. And as police, like, it is. You really can't afford to just be doing reckless shit. Gosh. And they all work for the police department, so you're right. Someone had to go. Yeah, exactly. We they probably see each other every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now these two guys want to fight each other. These two girls want to fight each other. Like, it's not good for the department. Side comments and beatings. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. This ain't no fucking wife. Yeah, know? exactly. It's like how girls can be too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's why she posted it on the gram mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she was that hurt. I mean, it's a little petty, but in, in the it's, heat of it, I mean, no, you got to do what you got. I mean, in the heat of it, you do things. And I could only imagine. I mean, I'm sure she knew this guy. I'm sure she probably knew this guy's But mind. it's like you said. Do, is it, I would never do that because I would expose myself. You would. You would. You would. And just like the complications of the triangle and like the fact that he was posted on Instagram. And I mean, if she found out on Instagram, like I definitely would not be putting on my Instagram. <laughs> so... It's childish, and it goes right along with the with the conversation we were having earlier. Mm-hmm. You know about like monogamy, and it's like what? <laughs> it's one thing to like get caught up. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to intentionally do something over and over and over again. If you have photos with your side chick, and your face is all touching. That means you've been in her house. That means you you you've been sleeping in the same bed. You you're close enough to each other without your spouses being around that you can. Carry on like you guys are spouses. I don't, that's why I don't like the term work husband, work wife. Because, I mean, yes, sometimes it's a mutual thing. You guys are friends and you guys help you out each other work. But, you know, sometimes people use that terminology too loosely. You know, yeah. putting labels on your relationship when you're just my co-worker. And realistically, work husband has nothing to do with husband. Mm-hmm. It's just the man that you spend the most time mm-hmm. at work that helps mm-hmm. you out. That'll go and pick up your lunch for you mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the way, like, having a husband, that's way bigger. Communication, faithfulness, you know, doing the lunch. Like, I don't have to do any of this for you. I'm not your wife. I just sit in the same office as you. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, good luck to that woman out there. And yeah. take the shit down, delete it. Honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delete yeah. it because it doesn't look good for you. And what do they say? The best revenge is your paper. Glow up on the both of their fucking asses. You still have a job. Live well. Yeah. Live well. The best revenge is your paper. Glow the fuck up on mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. <sighs> So guys, we're back. Episode 17. None of that. None of that. None of that. 
my name is Nara. And my name is Elise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're back again. We are um, shooting a day early. We are shooting a day early today. Today is a Wednesday. Yes. And the show will air on Sunday. Yes. But since we're working women, we got other shit to do in the meantime. Okay. We're going out of town <laughs> this weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got to get the show done for you guys. Yes. We got to make yes. sure we're consistent and get the shows out for the people that do support us and do watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You feel me? Thank you, listeners. Please. Let's make a heart with our hands and tell them that we love them. Yeah, baby! <laughs> so where are we starting today? Surviving R. Kelly. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead, people. I'm dead. Who is just as outraged as I am? I got some things to say. Yes. I yes, have some things to say. Yes. I um, it's disgusting. The whole thing is absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone has, I don't want to say loved, but I don't know. There's been a place in our heart for, for R. Kelly, you know? You respect his creative mm -hmm. genius. Mm -hmm. And especially as black people, and I'm sure that other minorities feel the same way, you know, sometimes you attach to actors and actresses, singers, because they are similar to you. And it's not like, you know, R. Kelly just, when he came out, you know, he was, what was this? The Pied Piper, you know? Like, and he, he was a dancer, and he could sing, and he was just like this love guy, he did Bump and Grind, did Ignition, and, you know. So when you hear those songs, you can remember pivotal times in your exactly. life where you enjoyed that music and you had memories to this music. And every, exactly. I mean, Ignition, when that comes on to this day, I am fresh out the kitchen, mama rolling, that body got every man in it wishing. I remember where I was when I heard that song. It was a talent show that somebody performed that song at talent show. I was like, damn, I've never heard this song before. Ever heard ignition and oh I, as soon as this guy did the song i had a immediate crush on him oh man immediate crush um and i remember that you know i r remember kelly. r kelly i remember and when you're watching the documentary and they're showing him like he's very handsome yes he, he was very the way that he portrayed himself through the music and he was charismatic he was you know, I'm not sure that if I was back then, if R. Kelly rolled up to me and was like, hey girl, you wanna get down? Let's go here, let's do that. I'd be like, all right. You know, yeah. so I can understand why, why it kind of took so long for people to really call him out. But we've known for a while. So tell people out there who have not seen the documentary. Okay, well, let's start. It was a six-part um, docu-series, Surviving R. Kelly, in two installments, okay? So go and look at it. All six episodes are up there, and, you know, it's really tragic. How many it, Trapped in the Closet did he have? I feel like it was, like, 20. It was, like, 20. There, It's produced by Dream Hampton, okay? Um, there's interviews with activists like Tanara Burke, clinical psychologists, criminologists, critics like Ann Powers, music videos, concert clips, and conversations with his own family. His own family, his brothers, his little... And like, there was a part of me when I was watching and I saw his family, like, this gotta be real. For them to come on here and say these things, you know? It's hard. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... They, this whole thing is, it's in order to paint a picture of R. Kelly as an artist, but also explain his brutality as a person. What she was saying is we saw him as an artist. He's a real person. And the person that he was, was a brutal, volatile, mm -hmm. disgusting, predatory person, you know? And this documentary really sheds a light on that, you know? Um, there was a lot of, like, I was old enough to know Aaliyah's music, but I wasn't old enough to, like, follow the stories at that time. Agree, agree. So there was a lot of stuff that I was like, wow, for real? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. So they're saying that Aaliyah was only 12 years old when she met R. Kelly. 12 years old, okay? 12 years old. And it's like... A lot of people surrounding him knew that there was some questionable shit going on there. 
And I know there was this article, I, for, I mean, this um, interview, and they basically went on the show together. They came out in matching outfits. Like nobody, no man matches with a girl that ain't his girl. Or at least somebody's fucking. Okay. Right? No, no, completely, completely. That's a, that's a. You can, can you even get Keith to wear a matching outfit as you? No, no, we match all the time, actually. Oh, do you? <laughs> yes. Same outfit. No, no, not same outfit, but we'll both wear you like a black and white striped shirt. We'll both wear like, I don't know, a red shirt with collar. Um, we've been together a while. We both have green sweaters, brown boots. Not like identical, not like, you know. They were in the same outfit. It was identical. And I obviously came on the show together. And this is when she was debuting her first album that R. Kelly produced. Age ain't nothing but a number. You feel me? So it just speaks in itself. And their body language on the show. And people were wondering this. So they were asking right out, straight out questions. Like, are you guys together? And they were answering things like, uh, well, you know, that's for us to know. Like, dangling the carrot, you know? And it was just like, this girl's not old enough. You know, she's like, she's what, like 12, 12. I don't think she was 12 at that time, but she was still underage. 16, 17. It's just, it's just sad. And if you haven't seen the documentary, take some time to watch it, okay? And Aaliyah's no longer with us. To even speak up. That's the hard thing too. Isn't that, isn't that, it's, I'm sorry, but it's a direct indication, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it happens a lot. It's a, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. I mean, we honestly don't take care of our women. Yep. We don't take care of our women. And I mean, yep. it, I hate to say this, but it's kind of a known stereotype, the weird uncle, you know? You gotta, somebody has a weird uncle, but the family doesn't really say anything about it. Or, you know, somebody in, it's... Someone in your family that took advantage of someone else and in that type of way. And he's not in jail. Yeah, like, we didn't go the full extent to pressing charges because we like to sweep that on the rung. And nine times, not nine times, let me say more times than most, it's little black girls. They go missing more often. They get kidnapped more often. And it's like in our community, we have dynamics of toxic black masculinity. You know, like just grown men preying on young people. And it just like, why? Yeah, why? Why do we have, why do we even know what the creepy uncle means? Well, I think part of the problem is that we are caught in the stereotype. The, the reason why you don't want to send this person to jail is because you're just putting more black men in jail. So we don't want to do that. And there's no way to get help for somebody like this unless you put them in jail, which I think you should. But, you know, I feel like they, you know, you don't, I don't know. You don't want your, you grew up in a life where your kids saw this a lot and they repeat this behavior and you love your kid and you don't want to send them to jail. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. Your ass is going. If I find out you're raping people, you're holding them down, it's a wrap. So there's a lot of people like Dave Chappelle, Lady Gaga, and Jay-Z who have been major people to collaborate with R. Kelly, and they all refuse to be in the documentary. Mm. And that says something. Um, I don't think about what people do. I think about why people do mm-hmm. the things they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, people wouldn't be coming to you if there was no comment. If you didn't have anything to comment or they didn't feel like you knew something, there would be no story. And there's a story, you're just choosing not to comment on it. So that says more about what you do know. You don't want to get caught up in slandering him and creating waves for yourself in your own career. I think that's one and only reason why a lot more people aren't standing up and calling it out. Most definitely. Yeah. You know? Most definitely. You don't want to be caught, you know? You don't want to be caught on the wrong side of things because it will tank your career, you know? Wow. A lot of this stuff through the documentary, young girls trying to escape. Like, the cameras are following them. They're trying to to escape, like, this lifestyle that they've been living with him. And I think we need to stand up as a community. We need to stand up as people. And really, what's the hashtag? Hashtag mute R. Kelly. Let me write that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag mute R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. No, it's, it's not. It's not. Because now, did you did you even, you watched part of it? Mm-hmm. 
Now when I think about the music, like I could never have sex to that song because I think he's thinking about have, doing whatever he was doing at that time. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to escape the music because now I hear it because of all the attention he's getting. Now it's just R. Kelly, R. Kelly, R. Kelly. I mean, this is a good, I say it's a good time for this, but Cosby just got convicted, you know, we're wrapping, them up. we're wrapping them all up, you know, like this is the, come on, put him in the wagon, throw the wagon off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say throw away the key. Like no, I, no, no, no. Just push the wagon off the cliff. You know? I'm kind of harsh, you know, um, because there's really no room for that in our society. And people always, oh, you know, it's one of the main reasons why I think men and women have a hard time communicating because we just have to think about that. And they don't, you know, everything we do, think about walking at night, thinking about talking to somebody in public, somebody's getting a little too close or asking too many personal questions, you know, it's like, are they being nice or? Are they trying to prey on me? Are they trying to prey on me? And I guess because we're not as physically strong as the opposite sex, mm-hmm. that it's like, listen, I look over my shoulder. Some people may call me paranoid, but I look over my shoulder a lot. And I live my life, you know, like, it's just, yeah. You at any to. point in time, One I live in the city. In, you know? Yeah, live in the city at any point in time. Not even just like dangerous people. I could get hit by a car at any point in time in Philly. About to walk across the street and you have completely the right of way and someone's <laughs> flying through. I know, you're running across the street, you drop your keys in the street, down in the gutter. It's just like, yeah, you gotta be. Someone could completely pickpocket you on Cecil B. Moore Avenue. You have to be ready to move. They could just grab your wallet and be out. At the damn beer store getting beer and shit. Like, in a gay club. <laughs> you never know. Happened to me once. <laughs> Stole your wallet. In a gay club. Mm-hmm. This, this guy, he was just dancing too close. I was like, no, 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 no. Then did like a bump. <laughs> and stole yes. your wallet? This little guy, yeah. Thank God and, that never happened to me because I would be the girl that would make a scene. I'd be running through the club, gripping people up. Like if somebody found, if somebody stole my cell phone, I guarantee you I would be checking everybody in ten feet vicinity. Like I'm little. I mean, I, this is a gay club. I don't know. I told the DJ. I asked the front guy bouncer. Do you like Melissa McCartney? I do like Melissa McCartney. Do you actually. though, for real? I don't know. I haven't seen that many movies with her. Um, okay, what's she? She was in The Heat. What did she start in? Girl, listen, I don't know. Let's, let's bring out the phones. Um, I, I like she her. Was... She's been like spy. I didn't see that. She has that show Mike and Molly, that. which I didn't watch. She started on SNL. Oh, maybe she did. I can't remember, but she's very she's funny. But she gets typecast, you know, a lot of the time. Which I hate. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Because the movies that are about big girls who have, like, they always have that moment where they're like, I'm big and I'm not pretty. And I don't know why you don't like me. And I hate that because it's like, no, I want to, I want to see a, a, the notebook with a big girl. Like, why don't they cast anybody like that for realistic roles? I think the roles are, are overall unrealistic as well. You think? Yeah, I mean, Spy was a good movie. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I'm not a movie person. I don't know. I mean, I like Melissa McCarthy from what I've seen her in. I've seen her on, like, clips of SNL. Um, okay, I'm about to run down. Okay, The Boss. I did see that. The Boss. Okay. Where she came in, but she was raunchy and gross. So, that's proving the point. The Heat, the same thing. Bridesmaids. She was in Bridesmaids. Yeah, okay, she was good she in Bridesmaids. I like that. Bridesmaids, though. Um, I saw Tammy. Like, look at the front of it. Trumpy. This is 40. Ghostbusters. Charlie's Angels? Okay. Oh, The Hangover, where she was, like, supposed to be dating Alan. Like, that's what she gets, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, out of the whole movie, he's, like, the worst. And somehow they get Melissa McCartney in here with a damn disgusting wig, and she, like, works at a video store. Mm -mm. And that's Alan's love interest. Okay, let me tell you. So she recently came out with this article, um, or an article came out, and she was asked, what are some things that people asked you, you know? And she said, people said, like, journalists ask her really terrible things. One journalist said, are you shocked that you actually work in this business at your tremendous size? Isn't that? Okay, wait. That's terrible. She was working uh, at a press conference for, I think, Tammy, or maybe he. Someone asked her, why do you always feel the need to be so grotesque? And she was like, what are you talking about? 
and he's like, you know, you look so sloppy. You're not wearing any makeup. Your hair is not done. You're always yelling at people. Yeah. So OD. Right? Isn't that ridiculous? And where was this? Well, she was doing a press conference for like one of her movies, either Heat or Tammy. And Tammy, she was kind of like a little bit... She was still on the bigger side. Yeah, but there wasn't the movie she was supposed to be kind of gross. Yeah, I just saw that she wasn't, she didn't look like she showered in days. She had dirt on her face. She was holding a cardboard box over her head. I don't think she was aspiring to be a great individual in that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, and those were points of journalist was Like, come on, are you kidding me? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, what do you think? Women probably still get typecast a lot. So I just think up. big women like that. I, that's the only... And black women, I guess. We can only really play the ghetto, bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like, no, Tyrone! You better bring my baby dad! Yelling about chicken, biscuits. Yeah. What like did, watermelon. Um, what did uh, Monique used to drink? She used to drink sparkling rosé. What was it? I can't remember what they were. She used to drink, like, these bottled, fruity um, drinks. They were... Like a wine cooler? Wine coolers. <laughs> wine I think they were wine coolers. Yeah, she just drank wine coolers and chased after that guy. Professor Ogilvy. Profe- that was a good show. But, the park. It's a podcast. But they, she was like in college forever, right? Like how many seasons was that show? She was in college, yeah. Like working at the food concession stand the whole time or something? And I don't think she consistently had a love interest. I think there were a few episodes where like she had a man. But, like, the underlying tone of it was that she used to just chase this handsome man that was out of her league all around the college. And he mm-hmm. would say nothing nice to her and basically dismiss her at any point And she still wouldn't get it. And every single time she saw him, she was all over him and just, like, super aggressive. So I just think, you know, these type of roles. I want to see Melissa McCartney play something bigger. Me too. I want to see ladies who get tight, you know, in, in these same roles. Mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. see you expand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I completely agree. I completely agree. Support women. Women movies make more money. We talked about that last week. With, yeah, women movies with female leads make more money. Yeah, we talked about that last week. We did. Where... So let's get these ladies some roles mm-hmm. and get them moving and shaking because... Melissa McCartney has a lot more to offer. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Agree. Good news. Did you hear about the New York City mayor? Providing health care, right? Yes. Yes, in New York That's City. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I can live in New York City, though. It's. But the only thing, realistically, what I think what a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. is that's a really noble gesture, mm-hmm. but the money doesn't come from nowhere. It's got, it comes from somewhere. Okay. New York is one of the high, you know highest tax states, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be more taxes mm-hmm. because everybody gets free healthcare. Like I think that's what a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. is when we get things from the government, everybody pays for that. So I don't know if it's going to be good for the state. I am not opposed to us paying for that, but I think a lot of people really wish they knew where their money was going. You know, yeah. like that's. Uh, yeah, where does my money go? Yeah. Is it going to the highway on 95? Because it's still under construction. And it has been since I've moved here. Or, you know, like... Like, if you could take your specific money and put it towards something specific, I think people would feel a lot better about taxes. But you're right. It's just money that they take. I would put money into the metro system. Yeah. And the healthcare system. Things that affect me. Mm-hmm. And things that, you know, are on my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. These fucking potholes on 95 mm-hmm. are terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's the same potholes. Fucking the city's digging up every Everywhere. street. Everything is being Like streets up. are legit blocked off All because the city is digging up the goddamn road. And... I don't understand why we put those light poles in the down... Okay, they put these long metal poles, and they're, they have lights at the top of them, and uh, they change colors, and they put them all the way down Broad Street. Mm-hmm. But they're not headlights. They don't brighten the street. They just change colors. And they were under construction for so long, and I just every time I see them change color, I'm like, why... Did we do that? Did we do that? Because <laughs> it looks nice. And it does it look does nice. It does look nice. It looks nice, but it was unnecessary. 
for the whole everything to be just like under construction now. Yep. Down by work. It's terrible. Like you step outside and you have to like close your eyes because there's like dust and particles flying everywhere. Jackhammers at work, like all that <laughs> That's all you hear. So my mom, every time I call her and I step outside, she's like, Are you okay? Is everything okay? I'm like, Yeah, it's just construction or any, you know. And you don't hear anything. You're no. like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Everyone I, like, I talk to Oh my god, are you in a tunnel? <laughs> I can't hear anything. I'm like, it's just the bus. It's the bus. <laughs> Just piss. <laughs> they hear some sirens yeah. all the time. All the time. Everything okay? Yeah, I'm inside, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> you just hear those. In the living room. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more though. Like I feel like it's a noble plan. Okay, let me tell you what he said. He said that healthcare is a right, not a privilege reserved for those who can afford it. While the federal government works to gut health care. While the federal government works to gut health care for millions of Americans. New York City is leading the way to guarantee that every New Yorker has access to quality, comprehensive access to care, regardless of immigration status or their ability to pay. So basically what he's going to do is going to start putting money into hospitals yeah. so that people can go to hospitals and then and also be treated. Mm-hmm, and then start doing um, primary care doctors. I agree. I agree. Like, I, um, I, But I can rationalize with both. Like I'm left, but I'm not like left, left. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can rationalize things sometimes. We can't just give everything away for free. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I completely agree. You know what? No, I completely agree. We can't just give everything no, away I, for free. I completely free. agree. But the reality of the situation, what he said is real. Everyone deserves a minimum of health care. If there's something wrong with you, you should be able to go and get assistance based on solely that you need assistance. You know? doesn't matter race, immigration, if you have insurance or not. Like, a lot of people get themselves fucked up just because they don't go to the doctors. And we should be able to go and just get checkups and get our teeth cleaned and get cavities filled. Like, it should not have to be something that we, people who can't afford it can't get. Like, okay, so their teeth are just supposed to rot out their mouth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they just can't get the care that they need because they don't have the money. Maybe we need to be giving up more time instead of money. Well, like you said, the private care, there was this dentist. Um, anybody's in the Pennsylvania area, I'm just going to plug them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Wild Oral Surgery, I used to work there. They're great. And once a year, they do, they link with another doctor, Dr. Reardon. He's a general dentist, I believe. And um, they do Dr. Reardon Day. Okay. And they do... Um, teeth cleaning they do extractions they do implants for people for veterans who don't have insurance okay nice you know so things like that like if you have the means and you can do it things pro bono mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. try yeah i guess right yeah no definitely like, i mean that's a good idea a lot of a lot of law offices do that pro bono work and we're gonna work is good, you know. You wouldn't be surprised how many people showed up. Like these people fought for our country, and they drove veterans. From, they drove from Delaware oh. to come over here so that because they heard that we would take, they wouldn't have to pay for anything. And we really don't take care of our veterans, you know. We really don't. So we really don't, you know. That's a huge part of the healthcare system. They get hit by that, you know. They do. So. New York City, guys. You guys should move to New York City, right? And you can find love in New York City. But that's what I'm saying. New York, we think Philly's expensive? Yeah, I know you In an just apartment, love. I have to downsize so much. <laughs> I live at a like, little bins and crates from Ikea, like one of those built-ins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where like, your bed is also doubles as like your drawers are on the side. You or slip off your bed. Yeah, like New York City's expensive. But I think a lot of people, he's got the right mind frame. And mm-hmm. if we can adapt that other places and maybe open a dialogue and he did the right thing, you know, everybody deserves that. So if we can open it up and other people can take note and maybe we can add some things to it and perfect the, the policy. Someone's got to start. Yeah, this, you're right. Exactly. With the taxes. Something's got to give. They're going to have to work things out. Exactly. Right? So. so, Okay. Take a break. We're taking a break. Okay, we'll be right back, guys.
and we're back with the show. We're back with the show. We're back with the show. And we're back. Hello, everyone. We're back. Hi. Hey, we're on live again with our Instagram livers. Hey, what's up? I'm Nara. Our none of thatters. We don't even have anybody in yet, so. Yeah, it's okay. No problem. Yeah, we'll warm up, you know? Yeah. Getting kind of cold. Warm us up. Okay. We have some stuff we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We have mixed up the format a little bit, okay? And we're going to tell you some discussion about something that happened to Elise this week. Yes. Okay? So, I went to Adelphia's. Any people that live in Philadelphia or Jersey, Adelphia's is sometimes lit. Whatever. So, I went over there to watch the birds play the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to, like, go out on a Sunday setting, let me put something nice on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't been out in a while. You know, had a cute little shirt on, little high-waisted jeans. It was great. And this guy must have spotted me when I came in. And when I got to the table, before I could even take my jacket off, the bartender was over there like, this man wants to buy you a drink. Is it nice? Is it creepy? What do you think? I was like, okay. I just got here. This is what I needed anyway. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I turned around, mm-hmm. made eye contact, mm-hmm. gave him a little wave and said, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're watching the game, having a good time with my friends. And this bartender comes back again and asks, he wants to buy you food now. Mm. Okay. He wants to buy food now. Okay. So I'm like... It's okay. And I had really just ordered my own food. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's okay. You mm-hmm. know, let him know I said thank you, but I just ordered my food. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so then about half an hour goes by and I have to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I asked my cousin, come with me. We're about to go to the bathroom. And our table was in the front of the bar. His table was in the back of the bar and the bathroom was behind the bar. So we had to walk past him to get to the bathroom. And I was trying to like walk the long way. He must have saw me get up, which means he was watching me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like this big, scary shadow came lurking over us. He was like, are you married? And I'm like. Personal? It's too personal. I'm like, I'm it's not too married. Personal. I'm not married. But, you know, I'm not really in a space to be, you know. Talking to taking drinks and food and numbers from people. The food seems a bit much to me. I don't know. For some reason, the food seems like it's a little bit much. Food is... I'm not going to say anything about food is. It's a little much. It's a little much just because if I'm here at a restaurant, it's probably because I'm going to eat food. And the point of buying the drink is that you're supposed to sit and drink it with you so that you can, like, talk to you, but just like to glutton you up and it's like, here's some food, here's some drinks, here's, you know, it's just, do you know what that kind of relation, you know, you know? I mean, it's not even, I think it's more along the lines that the drink was a nice gesture to get someone's attention. Okay, okay. That, you know, I'll buy you a drink. Okay, yeah. I'll buy you a drink. It doesn't necessarily mean, I when I have sex with you, it's just like, boom, I'm trying to get your attention. When the drink came over, did he come over and say hello to you? No. He just sent the drink. I don't like that. He just sent the drink, and the bartender was like, it's the dude back there with the New York Yankees hat on. And that's the part I don't like about it. Yeah, I guess. But I guess it would be worse if he brought it over. Like, are you, are you, like, did you put something in the drink? I wouldn't want him to bring it over. I'd want the bartender to bring it over, and then him come over and say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, what are you drinking, da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, thank you for the drink. You walk away. Yeah. No, he was across the bar, and I just turned around and waved. Like, thanks for the drink. But he didn't come over? He never came over until I was going to the bathroom, and he was, like, lurking on me at the bathroom, and I'm just like, bro, it's a little much. That's the worst time. That's not even it. That's not even it. So I go back to the table, and he comes over to my table. He actually knows somebody at my table. He um, comes to the table, and he's trying to introduce himself. He's basically asking for my number, and I'm just like, ah, no, I don't think so, blah, 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 blah. He leaves. Tell me he's about to go to Delilah's. Maybe I'll meet him there, which is, anyone who doesn't know Delilah's is a strip club, asked me to go to the strip club. So that was the end of the conversation. And I just basically left it at that. I'm having a great time with my friends. The birds won. It was great. And at the end of the night, the bartender comes over to me and he's like, this dude just paid me $20 to bring you this note. 
and in the note it has his number his name and then asks me if i want to go for sushi oh sushi's nice i fucking hate sushi mm. it's it's I like sushi. Sushi's nice. A lot of people like sushi. I'm just not a sushi eater. That's it is presumptuous because a lot of people don't like sushi. But listen, mm-hmm. that was the fifth time. That was the fifth interaction that I've had with you in the three hours that I was at the bar. And basically, me and my um, my cousin's boyfriend Steve, shout out to you, we kind of got into a debate where he was saying a lot of women aren't direct. Mm-hmm. Are not? Are not direct. Okay. Like if you don't want to talk to a dude, then you just need to be like. No, I'm not interested. I don't want to take your drink. I don't want to eat in a nice, respectful way. But a lot of these dudes get butt hurt. Then, how many times is that? Like, I oh, know I have a boyfriend. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I don't even want to fucking go with you anyway. Like, dang, dog, dang. They do get butt hurt. They do. They do. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I I try not to hurt people's feelings. Basically, what it comes down to. I just try to be nice while also trying to skirt them to the left. I will remember going on this date with this guy and he, I was sitting at the top of the subway steps and he was coming up the subway oh steps and as he was coming up, I was like, oh, this guy looks kind of short. Is he short? And he kept getting up higher and higher and I was like, oh, this guy is way shorter than me. And it's not that I have any problem dating people who are shorter than me. I do. But he's skinny. He looked, he was like small. Anybody shorter small. than me is my son. And he was, he looked, he looked like my son. And exactly. But I went on the date. He was nice. No, he wasn't. He turned out to be an asshole. Yeah? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, like... I could pick go up to game. I did. So, yeah, people's... The way you approach people, the way that you... Yeah, yeah. You can't make a girl feel like you're preying on her. That's how I felt at the time. This is the fifth interaction that I've had with you, and I'm not really trying to go there with you. You just need to let it go. Let it go. You know? Well, uh, we asked some people, okay? Some guys. Uh, if you saw a lady you liked in a social setting, what would you do to get her attention? What do you think is a good thing? What do you think that someone should do? Yeah. How are you approaching the situation? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Technical difficulties. Let me say up to my livers. <laughs> Who's on here? I just did. I was so confident. Good. My nigga Daniel. <laughs> what up? Oh, gosh. How's oh, life? How's the babies? I know. It stopped. It's fine. Let's just keep going with the live. Oh, gosh. Is it going to play? Well, Tommy, <laughs> what do you think about the questions? Answer. <laughs> what do you think? About if you, what would you think? Like, how would you want to be approached? I would want to be approached the respectful way, which is just like come up and say hello. Okay, and did that guy not come up and say hello? No, he just sent me drinks. But can we just hold? I know my Instagram livers are worried about this. Are we just holding to see if we can get it still? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I was. I was just seeing if I. Um, my friend Daniel says he approached based on what is taking place at the moment, which a oh, lot of different guys said. I agree, I agree. They assess the situation and kind of see what's going on, you know? He said, like, if we're in the mall, I'm automatically go for the way she's dressed or bag she has. Bag? Yeah, like compliment something specific that you saw that they had. That's exactly, good idea. exactly. That's a good idea. So I feel that. So we asked some guys, you know, a few questions. And the first one was, if you saw a lady you liked in a social setting, what would you do to get her attention? Good question. What would you do? What's your signature move? How are you doing it? I'm not, I'm not like the person to draw someone in. Like I, I just kind of do me. And if like you want to be a participant in that, then like you can do that. You do me, you don't hit on women at bars? I'm not good at that. It's not my, like, like I flirt a little bit, but like, okay, so here's the thing. I'm better at flirting with people that I have zero interest in, and then I'm like interested in you, and I'm like, like I'm like, I don't know what to say to you anymore. Um, I would ask her if I could buy her a drink. Yeah, because that that immediately lets you know if she's interested or okay. not. I would go up to her and start a conversation and ask her how she's doing and what her name is. Hmm. What do you usually start a conversation about? Um, honestly, if we're in a social setting, ask you what brought you out tonight. Birthday party, leisurely coming out. I mean, those were good answers, but to the second guy, 
Bitches love free drinks. They do. Bitches love free drinks. So asking a girl if you want to um, get a drink. Yeah, I want a drink. That's why I'm here at the mm-hmm, bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to nix that. Hey, Kenny! <laughs> what um, up? I think the social setting thing is a good idea, you know? Like, especially if you're, like, at a, uh, you said you're, uh, what is that, Philadelphia? Isn't it, like, a Adelphia's. Sport- Adelphia's. my Jersey people. I was at Adelphia's. Isn't it, like, a sports bar? No. Oh, what is it? It's just a, it's just, like, a place. I mean, it, it's a restaurant. You can eat there. But also, on some nights, they have, like, they got a dance floor, a big ass dance floor. You can okay. dance, you can drink. But it's really a mixed crowd. There's a lot of cougars there, a lot of cougars. older men. Yeah. It's a mixed crowd. They'll get young people. You get people of all ages. Okay. So mm-hmm. it ends up being a good time because it's less pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like if this cougar over here is getting it, I'm getting it too. Shit. Okay? Maybe She's like in her fucking. Focusing more on that side of the uh, bar then. That guy. Should be more on the bar. No, I think we he. Hey, cousin. What up, cousin? I do think, I sent your letter off, cousin, today, okay? I got it notarized and sent it off, okay? Um, I think that um, he was just, he saw something that he liked, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to get that, and I think, you know, some men just don't have the radar, where we're just not interested. I would think if you approach someone five different times on five different occasions, and you don't get their number, they don't come and sit next to you. They don't make any extra conversation. Then it's 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 a wrap. Great, definitely agree. Kenny says Adelphi's is a restaurant slash lounge. Oh, it's like a lounge. Yeah, I mean you can definitely sit in there. Oh, nice. It's nice. We should go there. Okay, okay. Where is yeah, it? Waterfront. Nah, it's um in Deford. Well, do you think the problem was that the guy couldn't take a hint? Yeah, I think some guys just don't know when enough is enough, you know? And in regards to the chase, they're always going to chase and chase even when the signs aren't there. So we asked a few people, when's enough enough? The first minute. The first minute. I realized it. She's, she, uh, if I ask her a question, she try to avoid me. That, so that, that's a sign. Okay. I take it as a sign. Okay. Molly helps everything if you can feel the vibes. <laughs> If you can feel their vibes out, like when you see a girl that you're into walk into the club and you make eye contact from that moment she steps foot in the door and your vibes are there and you're on vibing through the night, you're going to pick up on that in a heartbeat. That worked for me a thousand times more than any. I could see right the through. The vibes. Yeah. Really? Um, the way I usually tell she's not interested is she stops making eye contact and lets someone else buy her a drink. Like one word answers, like yeah. if you like if you're not participating, you know, that's like participation, that's a good yeah, word. like I'm giving out participation trophies here, you know, like. I mean, yeah. once again, bitches like free drinks, so stop going with the drinks. Bitches will take drinks from dudes they do not like. Let me just put that, give that to you, right? I, I like the eye contact thing because when you stop making eye contact, when you even if they're not Molly vibes, but like body vibes, you know, like those all. You know, yeah, body language. Body definitely. language. Definitely. I mean, I guess that some men aren't able to read body language. Well, eye contact is a good thing. When she starts pulling away from you, putting distance, those are other good things. Not interested anymore. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you should know. You're going to know off the rip if a girl likes you or not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Five different occasions is not going to work for me. Five? You know? Five different occasions. I told you. Buy you a drink. Feed you. Are you married? Do you want to go to Delilah's? And here's my number on a receipt paper. Would you ever date a married man? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not. Why not? Oh, we have someone requesting to be in our live video. Oh, they do. We're going to ask him. Okay. My friend Daniel. How do you be in a live video? I don't know. It's I'm, asking oh, me. It says waiting for him. It's waiting for him. Oh, maybe it'll pop up on the screen. It will. It will pop up on the screen. What's his name? His name's Daniel. What up? Hi. Let us ask you the questions. If you saw... All right, go ahead. Spit your shit. <laughs> Are you answering the questions? All right, hello. All right, Hi. thank God. <laughs> Hi. Now you good. The question is, if you saw a lady you liked in a social setting, what would you do to get her attention? 
jokey joke ass nigga. So instantly, instantly, I'm gonna I'm make sure I approach her with something that'll make her laugh. That's Whether good. Be, I might walk up on a You know me, Joe. I'll walk up on a bitch and be like, yo, what are those? And I'm not pointing at her just to get her friends to laugh. And then I go in for the kill, like, yo, I'm just fucking doing something. Yeah, word. That's a good idea. Girls love to laugh, you know? That's the guy they stay with, you know, the one that makes them laugh. For real, you know? like wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah, exactly, for real, exactly. For real. Okay. okay, so what about once you get her attention? What do you, what, like, what's your go-to? What are you saying? What are you doing? You taking her on the dance floor? You buying her drinks? I don't have a go-to, but I know bitches like the drinks, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Buy the drinks, guys. I agree, I agree. I do like the drinks. <laughs> Drinks for a female who has not purchased one drink for herself. That's because a good idea. You, let's believe I've been looking. I don't just see you and be like, oh, I'm talking to her. Just walk over there. True, true. No, 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 no. I'm going to spot you. I'm going to see who you win. Exactly. What y'all doing? Are your own drinks? Are you just having niggas come over and buy you drinks for mm-hmm. you? Like, no, that's a good point. I mean, I think women do that too. Like, if I see somebody in the bar that I want to talk to, you know, you give them eyes first. You know, you're like, okay, is he here with a lot of dudes? How are they dressed? You know, so. Secretly, you're watching, but exactly, you're not watching. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Secretly, you're, like, you're, you're like, watching, okay, but you're not watching. Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. So. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. When is enough enough? If a girl's, if you're not really like, are you into the chase, Daniel? Or are you more like, okay, you egging me, I'm uh, to the left? I mean, you know me, man. I get bored easily. Oh, Lord have mercy. Bored okay, easily. Okay, okay. Give me that making me want to do shit, making me smile. Like, I can't be the only one telling jokes. I can't be the only one that's taking us on dates. I can't be the only one that, like... Burn up. feedback you're right he's right he's right there's a whole nother side to this you feel me where yeah he can come with the right shit but in order to keep it you will have to come with the right shit too yeah Maybe. i know we gotta switch it up yeah word yeah you gotta watch football on sundays you feel me sometimes fucking watch football even though you hate it you gotta watch it you know mm-hmm. I agree with him. There has to be a separation of my life and your life and the life we live together. I get that. Because it's unhealthy to be up under somebody all the damn time. It's unhealthy. You feel me? But nigga, nigga. But listen. But listen. If we, if there's laundry to be done, dishes in our sink, the kids ain't been picked up, bathed, fed, you don't need to go anywhere. You need to stay at home, and then after all your chores is done, <laughs> all of our chores are done. Let me say our then chores. Then you can go out. Then you can go. That's why I said ours. I fixed myself. I said our chores. I I do chores. He should do chores. Yeah. I grew out of that. After my first child, after like just having my daughter, it took me a minute, but I grew out of that shit. I used to be like that. But I ain't doing shit. I'll be back. <laughs> exactly. Like that's not the way to do it. I fold your underwear, you fold my underwear, okay? Word. Exactly. I'm gonna fold clothes for you. That's that's the goal right there. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. <laughs> Only fair. Yo, my friend Kenny said you saying real shit. You hitting them points. <laughs> Only gonna speak real shit, man. Your generation is not gonna understand it. They're never gonna get it. Word up, word up. We gotta let them know. Agree. Agree. All right, Daniel. We appreciate you calling in for real. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Get on on my live every week, bro. Call in, okay? Thank you. Love you. Tell the kids I said hi. Bye. And we're going to do hashtags. This is part of the show where we hashtag. Hashtag. My first hashtag is trial by Instagram. Okay, shout out to my girl that basically outed herself, her man, probably her boss, her co-workers, everybody. You know, and once they see you on Instagram with your side, bitch, you're done. Just saying. 
My second one is hashtag new R. Kelly. New the fuck out of him. Please. Thank you. Hashtag his own fam. Put him out there on the... Can you believe that? This is serious. When your own family is just like, this is too much. We can't handle this. We need to get you some help, which we've known for a long time. Yeah. Serious. Serious. And my next one is the best revenge is your paper. The best revenge is your paper. Melissa, who cares what they say? The best revenge is your paper. She's been in lots of movies. I think she's still on Mike and Molly. You know what? That's rich. Live, live. Listen, she got more money in her bank account than I do. Mm-hmm. Live, live, girl. <laughs> my next hashtag is this goes straight from my friend Daniel's mouth, <laughs> not from my mouth, ladies. He says hashtag let your man go out with his boys. <laughs> I agree. You should every once in a while, as long as his chores are done. <laughs> our chores, remember, Nara? Our chores are done. Both of our chores. You're right. I do my chores though, right? I just do them. <laughs> I just do them. I only call them chores because it makes it easier to explain them to you. <laughs> yeah, this is just regular life. <laughs> and my last one is hashtag bitches love drinks. Okay. I'm sorry if you think that's the way to a girl's heart or getting her attention is by buying drinks. Girls will take drinks from pretty much anyone, right? Basically. Basically. If you're at the, if I'm at the bar and somebody walks up, let me buy you a drink. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So get creative guys. Get creative ladies. Let's try something different. My last hashtag is assess and proceed. Check your surroundings. I think the consensus is see, you know, like what are you here for? How are you? Nice conversation, pleasant things. Not like some creepy people who say things like, what's up, sex? Killer Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But like this random person on Instagram just sent us a message, what's up, sex? What the heck? No punctuation, no capitalization. Was it a question mark? Yeah, I wouldn't. Assess the situation and be practical. Just have a friendly conversation. Yeah. We're people. At the end of the day. People. Just people. So this is the part of the show where we ask you to listen and like us on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and none of that. We're also on IG. Follow us at none of that underscore underscore. Look out for new episodes every week. We have been going live on Thursdays at 7 recently, and we post the show um, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff on Sunday mornings. So share it with your friends. Leave us some love, you know, feedback. Let us know what you think. Share it. Yes, Mm -hmm. tap the share button. Mm -hmm. My name is Nara. And my name is Elise, and we'll see you next week with more None None of of that. That. Peace. Bye.